0: with Richard Holdridge. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It's Friday. We made it to the end of the week. Got a great show for you. Going to talk about the quadruple header in Major League Baseball, Russell Wilson. He's got a sprained finger and he may be out for a while. Can the Seahawks win without Russell Wilson? And this is my special high school football show where I will preview the key games for the Chattahoochee Valley. I'm going to start the show with the baseball playoffs. I love baseball. I, I could lead with Russell Wilson and the Rams, but I'm going to lead with baseball. Because we had a doubleheader yesterday. We had the Houston Astros beating the Chicago White Sox 6-1. to I really don't care for these two teams. They are two Midwest teams that you either like them or you hate them. There's not really... The whole cheating scandal with the Astros has gone away. So I really don't root against the Astros. But this is a rematch of the 2005 World Series. Both teams have won World Series titles. The White Sox won one in 2005 and the Astros won one in 2017. They went back to the World Series in 2019. So game two will take place today. Part of that quadruple header that I'm excited about. The first game is going to be at two on MLB Network between the Chicago White Sox and the Houston Astros. And so the other baseball game last night, the Tampa Bay Rays, no problem against the Boston Red Sox. An exciting game, really. You have a player stealing home. And Tampa Bay is clearly the best team in the American League. They're poised to make it back to the World Series. They've been to two World Series already. They went to a World Series in 2008, lost to the Phillies, and they went to the World Series last year in 2020 in the bubble in Texas and lost to the Dodgers in six games. The key for them is just their stout pitching. They lost some players like Charlie Morton, but they still have a good core group of players that can get the job done. And Boston sending their ace out, Chris Sale. He was out for a couple of years. This is a bounce back game. If the Red Sox want to even the series and take it back to Fenway 1-1, Chris Sale has got to have a big game. So part of this quadruple header in baseball today, the second game of the quadruple header at 430, game one of the NLDS between the Atlanta Braves and the Milwaukee Brewers. Charlie Morton taking the mound for the Braves. He's been their most consistent pitcher all season taking on Corbin Burns. And of course, the third game in this series, the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays, that will be at 7 o'clock on FS1. And then the nightcap at 9.30 on TBS, the series I've been waiting for all my life. The Los Angeles Dodgers will take on the San Francisco Giants. These two teams have had a history that dates back to when they were in New York as the Brooklyn Dodgers and the New York Giants. If you remember, 1951, the shot heard around the world. The Giants win the pennant. It was just a one-game playoff. But this is the first time that these two teams are meeting in the postseason. Walker Buehler is going to take the mound for the Dodgers. He was their most consistent pitcher last year in the NLCS. Now, when they got to the World Series, Clayton Kershaw won two games. That could be a factor for the Dodgers that Clayton Kershaw is not pitching. And they're only down to three outstanding pitchers. Clearly, Max Scherzer did not have his best stuff in that one-game playoff between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. He only pitched a four and a third innings. The Cardinals had runners on base. Max Scherzer is going to pitch game three. Logan Webb is going to take the mound for the Giants. I think if it gets into the bullpen... The Dodgers have already ate up some of their bullpen with sending Joe Kelly out, Kenley Jansen. Yeah, it was two days ago, but still. They don't have a completely fresh bullpen, and that could be a factor if this is a pitcher's duel. I cannot wait for this game. Probably going to stay up and watch this game. Giants and Dodgers. The key is Max Muncy is out for the Dodgers at first base, and the Giants are not going to have Brandon Belt. Will the injuries play a factor? In this game. It's always great that first day of baseball playoffs when we have a quadruple header. Now on to football. We had a football game last night between the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks coming into this game 2-2. Two and two. The Rams were 3-1. and one, And Russell Wilson injures his finger. Geno Smith came in in relief. And you could tell there's a drop off between Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. He averages... 2 yards less than Russell Wilson, a quarterback rating of 15 points less, and even though the Seahawks defense played pretty well intercepting Matt Stafford, but he still Matt Stafford still passed for 365 yards as the Rams defeated the Seahawks in Seattle 26 to 17. Remember back when Quest Field and the 12th Man was Nearly unstoppable to win a game in Seattle. You could you just couldn't do it back when Seattle had the Legion of Boom and they were one of the best teams in the NFL. Now, the Seahawks have already lost two games at Quest Field. This home field is not invincible as it once was because their defense is not anybody to be afraid of. You can move the ball on the Seahawks' defense. Yes, they have good players like Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams, and Bobby Wagner, which is probably the best linebacker in football. But you can move the ball on the Seahawks. And Matt Stafford, who likes to air it out to his wide receivers, that was the difference in this game. I feel if Russell Wilson is going to be out for a long period of time, the Seahawks' season is over. If you look at their schedule, they have to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers next week. Still a pretty good defense and a formidable team. And they are in trouble as well. And then after that, they'll take on the New Orleans Saints and then the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they have some winnable games. That that game against the Green Bay Packers is going to be tough. And then the Cardinals. And don't forget that the San Francisco 49ers play them tough. They already lost in San Francisco. They will take on the 49ers on December the 5th, the Sunday night game. And of course, the Niners should be a lot more healthier. I think the Seahawks miss out on the playoffs this year. And I think that Russell Wilson is in danger of having his first losing season. What does that tell you about the front office in Seattle? I feel that Pete Carroll needs to go. Pete Carroll is a good coach, but if you look at the history of the way he runs his football team, he's a rah-rah type of coach. He's not really an X's and O's type of coach. Russell Wilson has gone through three offensive coordinators. He started out with Darryl bevel Remember, Daryl Belville was known for that debacle in the Super Bowl when he decided to pass instead of giving it to Marshawn Lynch. Then they had Brian Schottenheimer, another pedestrian offensive coordinator at best. Just vanilla plays, no creativity. I know last year they were talking about letting Russ cook. And what is happening with that? They still get conservative every time they're not in chaos. And then the current offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. I don't know if he is going to be any good but Russell Wilson is frustrated. The Seahawks have wasted the prime years of Russell Wilson by not putting elite talent around him and it's been hit or miss with the draft. They whiffed on Penny. They did hit a home run with DK Metcalf. I still think I think that DK Metcalf is a good wide receiver, but their offensive line is not all that great. They don't have an elite running back like they used to with Marshawn Lynch. Back when this was built on the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch, that is when Russell Wilson was at his best, and he won that Super Bowl. Should have won two Super Bowls. He was off to a great start, and now he he may go down as one of those quarterbacks that only has one Super Bowl, like Drew Brees like possibly Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully not Patrick Mahomes, but there's a possibility Patrick Mahomes may not have another Super Bowl as an entire NFL career. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but I do like the way Russell Wilson plays, and it would only be fair if Russell Wilson went to another team for him for his career. So we did have some high school games in the Chattahoochee Valley last night. Troop County had no problem against Shaw beating them 37 to nothing and Troop County still undefeated in the region. They're 5 and 1 on the season and they have an overall record of 6 and 1. They will take on Carver Next week at Callaway Stadium on Friday, that is going to be a huge game. I'm going to guess that's going to be the high school game of the week cuz Carver's on a buy. Carver's coming in at 5 and 1. They're also undefeated in the region. You got two high school teams undefeated in region play. That's got to be the game of the week. Also, Russell County loses to Sidney Lanier last night at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Forty-five to twenty-one. They are now five and three on the season and two and three in region play. And they will take on the Tigers of Ufala next week. And the bottom line is if Russell County wants to make the playoffs, they gotta win these next two region games. They are winnable games. Ufala has had a down season. They're three and four on the season. They will take on Carvin Montgomery tonight. So these two matchups are gonna be the last two games for russell county next week is homecoming against ufala and then senior night is going to be on the 22nd of october as they will take on carver montgomery also some big high school matchups tonight opelika four and three overall and four and zero in region two play will take on lee of montgomery lee is coming in they are four and one on the season oh my goodness seriously and they are three and one in region play Central's got a big matchup against Prattville tonight at Garrett Harrison Stadium in Phoenix City. Central is coming into this contest 7-0 on the season. Prattville is 5-2. They can wrap up a playoff berth if they get a win because they're 4-0 in region play. And Central has been dominating this season as they are trying to win another state title. They are clearly the favorites after beating Auburn last week, 21-7. If you look at Central's... Games, they haven't been contested at all. Yes, that Auburn game was a defensive struggle, but they got two games left. They got Dauphin and they got Oxford. Oxford will be a non-region game, and that will wrap up the season for the Red Devils of Central. Tonight, you got Smith Station. That's going to be taking on Enterprise. Enterprise one of the top teams in the region. They're 5-2. Smith Station is 1-5 after losing a disappointing game to Jefferson Davis on Saturday at the Crampton Bowl, 22-13. Smith Station has had a disappointing season. Their only win was was a 50 to nothing victory over Columbus and it doesn't get any easier because next week Smith station will take on Auburn on this high school football show I want to try to give love to those smaller schools Nostalgia is six and0 on the season 4 and0 in region play this is a 1A region 4 team. They will also take on Maplesville tonight in Maplesville. It is a road game. Both teams are 6-0 as Nostalgia is doing very well. Given those smaller schools love like Dadeville. Dadeville is looking pretty good too. They're 5-1. They've got a big matchup tonight on the road against Trinity Presbyterian. Dadeville, one of those 3A Region 4 teams. And then I want to give a shout out to Glenwood. Glenwood struggled in the beginning of the season losing two games, but they've bounced back. They're one of the top programs out of Phoenix City. They're 5-2 on the season after beating Hooper Academy last night, 62-6. They will have a bye, but then they will take on Pike Liberal Arts in two weeks, and they are 6-1 on the season, so that is going to be a big matchup for the Gators of Glenwood now moving over to the other side of the river where we did not have any Thursday night games last night and that's the reason why is because Jordan cancelled their entire season so it's like a bye for some schools Carver's on a bye, LaGrange is on a bye, Columbus tonight is taking on Spencer, this is the WTVM high school game of the week and this game I believe is going to be played at Connect Stadium because you have Kendrick and Hardaway playing tonight as well I believe that's going to be at A.J. McClung. I apologize if I get those two stadiums mixed up. Remember, we only have two high school football stadiums in the city of Columbus. So where they play, it just depends on the region. Mostly teams that are closer to A.J. McClung, like Carver, Kendrick, Hardaway, they will play over there. We also have Northside on the road tonight. They will take on Griffin. Harris County, a very disappointing season, 2 and 3 on the year, 1 and 0 oh in play. They will take on Northgate tonight. You have Manchester taking on Greenville tonight. Manchester 3 and 2 on the season. They're going to travel up to Greenville that's 4 and 1 on the season, and that is a crucial game. And then you have Callaway who had a bye last week. They're 4 and 1 on the season after losing to Thomas County Central for their first loss of the season. They begin region play. Tonight, they will take on Harrelson County, who's 5-1 on the season. The remaining schedule for the Cavaliers is region games. So Callaway is trying to do well in the region so they can get back to the state playoffs and defend their state championship for AA football. Looking at some of the private schools, I'm going to start with the private schools in Columbus. St. Ann Pacelli. Still, 5-0 on the season. They're 1-0 in region play. When is the Vikings of St. Ann Pacelli going to play the big boys? I know they play Jordan to start the beginning of the season. I believe they are capable of taking on a Shaw or taking on a Spencer. Because this is a very good program. If you like high school football, they do very well. They beat Seminole County 41-7 last week, and then they have a bye this week, but they will take on Eagles Landing Christian Academy out of McDonough. St. Pacelli is a big enough program. I believe they should start playing their high school football games at Connect Stadium or A.J. McClung. That's how good St. Ann Pacelli is. Another good private school in Columbus is Brookstone. These two teams will play each other. Why can't they move that to Connect Stadium? I really want to see this matchup. On October 29th, St. Ann Pacelli will take on Brookstone. That's got to be in one of the big stadiums, because that is a massive game and a massive rivalry for the city of Columbus. Brookstone is 5-1 on the season, and they will take on Josie tonight. It is a home game, probably going to be, yeah, a home game at Brookstone. So we do have some pretty good high school football matchups tonight in the Chattahoochee Valley. I forgot one more team I want to give love to is Calvary Christian, also 4-1 and on the season. The Knights looking pretty good this season, taking on Skipstone Academy. In a non-region game, and Calvary Christian has won four straight after dropping that 70 24, after dropping that 70 to 24 loss to Brookstone to start the season. But Calvary Christian four and one on the season as they try to make the playoffs. As we get closer to the end of the high school football season, a lot of teams have set themselves up perfectly to make the playoffs. And that is what I like to see in high school football. Like I said, next week, Carver and Troop County, that has got to be the game of the week. I will be over at Russell County calling the Eufala game. And Russell County looking really good this season. They've had their one win away from having their first winning season in 30 years. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to all the high school games. Now it's on to college football, where last night, Coastal Carolina ranked 16th in the country, got a decisive 52-20 victory over Arkansas State. You had Houston beating Tulane 40-22. to You got three matchups tonight in college football. You got Temple taking on Cincinnati. Cincinnati's fifth in the country. If Cincinnati runs the table and goes undefeated, they could possibly get into the college football playoff. You have Charlotte taking on Florida International, and then you have Stanford taking on Arizona State. Stanford's 3-2 and on the season, but they just came off of a big victory over Oregon. They're a very topsy-turvy program because when they get a big win, they end up stumbling. And I think they could possibly do that with Arizona State, who's ranked 22nd in the country. And how great has Herman Edwards done with that program? He came out of retirement from coaching. He was in the booth at ESPN, and then he comes to coach the Sun Devils and he's doing a great job. On Saturday we have the big Red River. We have the Red River Showdown between Oklahoma and Texas. The key is can Oklahoma's defense stop Texas. If Oklahoma wants to get back into consideration for the college football playoff, they have got to have a decisive victory over Texas. This is Steve Sarkeesian's first season as the Longhorns head coach. Texas and their leading rusher, Bajan Robinson, who's a candidate for the Heisman, he's got to have a big game. He could possibly run all over the Oklahoma defense. I'm just going to go through the ranked games. you got Maryland and Ohio State. Ohio State has got to blow everybody out if they want to impress the committee to get back into the college football playoff. They're ranked 7th right now. Michigan State, still undefeated in the Big Ten. They will take on Rutgers. Arkansas and Ole Miss both stubbed their toes last week. That will be the 12 o'clock game on ESPN. Arkansas is ranked 13th, and Ole Miss is ranked 17th. Vanderbilt and Florida. Florida has got to have a bounce-back win after losing to Kentucky last week. These two teams are not Ranked, but South Carolina and Tennessee is always a good matchup. West Virginia and Baylor. How great has Dave Aranda done for the Baylor Bears this year? He's done a great job. You got Georgia Tech traveling to Durham to take on Duke. Georgia Tech had a humiliating loss to the Pitt Panthers. And then the big game, the 330 game on CBS. Number two, Georgia, taking on number 18 Auburn. The Deep South's oldest rivalry. Who will be the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs? Will it be JT Daniels or will it be Stetson Bennett? Georgia Georgia's defense has shut out their last two SEC opponents. They have only given up one touchdown this season. The key is Bo Nix. Can Bo Nix move out of the pocket, create some magic, free up some wide receivers to get separation, and can Bo Nix push the ball down the field? That is how you're going to beat Georgia. You're not going to beat them. By running the football, because Georgia can stop the run. I think Georgia wins this game, but I think it's going to be very close. Two years ago, Georgia's defense held Auburn in check for the first three quarters. In Auburn, and then Auburn almost won that game. So Georgia does have a plan on defense to shut down Auburn, but can Georgia's offense move the ball on Auburn's defense? That is the question. You got two teams going at it. At, also at three thirty, ACC matchup: Florida State and North Carolina. How disappointing has North Carolina been? Three and two. They're not even ranked. Sam How- Howell. Sam Howell was a leading candidate for the Heisman and he has had two disappointing losses. Florida State can't afford to lose any more games if they want to make it to a bowl game. They're 1-4 and on the season. The big Fox game at 4 in Iowa City. Penn State taking on Iowa. Penn State is ranked 4th and Iowa is ranked 3rd. Iowa is favored by 1.5, but can it be one of those matchups where the Hawkeyes get the big victory? If they can get the victory, they are in the driver's seat to make it to the Big Ten title game. And the schedule gets pretty easy for Iowa after Penn State because they're in the other bracket with all the other teams like Nebraska, Northwestern, Wisconsin. I know that they got to play Wisconsin on the 30th of October. That is going to be a big game because it's on the road. Then they got Northwestern, Minnesota. Illinois and Nebraska. They got a very easy schedule. If they're able to beat Penn State, the only game that they really have to mark down and it could possibly be a challenge is that game against Wisconsin because it's in Madison. Penn State, if they're able to win this game, they still got to play Ohio State in Columbus. They got to play Michigan and they got to play Michigan State in East Lansing. They have a much tougher schedule to make it to the college football playoff. But really, whoever wins the Big Ten is going to make the college football playoff. Looking at some of the other games, Notre Dame taking on Virginia Tech, LSU taking on Kentucky, the nightcap CBS game is Alabama taking on Texas A&M. Is Jimbo Fisher in trouble as the Aggies head coach? Some of the local teams that are playing, Georgia State is on the road against Louisiana Monroe, you got Georgia Southern, That's taking on Troy. You got Mercer. That's taking on Western Carolina. And Kennesaw State is taking on Hampton. Moving over to NCAA Division II matchups. We do have some local teams here in Georgia. NCAA Division II. Shorter is going to host West Alabama. West Alabama is actually undefeated after beating... West Georgia last week Albany State 4-1 and on the season they will take on Edward Walters you got Fort Valley State is going to take on Central State all good matchups for NCAA Division 2 West Georgia after losing to West Alabama last week they're on the road to take on Mississippi College and then Savannah State is taking on Erskine and want to give a shout out to LaGrange College they're 1-3 and on the season they will travel to take on Methodist alright that's it that's my college College football picks. Now moving on to the NFL. The first game to start week five of the National Football League will be the New York Jets and the Atlanta Falcons playing in London. The Falcons are favored by two and a half. Really? Even without Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage? I think the Falcons are in trouble because now Matt Ryan does not have any weapons. The Jets have some players on defense. They got C.J. Mosley at linebacker. They got Quentin Williams on the defensive line. Quentin Williams might have a three-sack game. And I think, what do the Falcons do best? They make average quarterbacks look like Pro Bowl quarterbacks. I think the Jets get the upset. I'm not kidding. I think the Falcons fall to one and four. And we come on the air Monday wanting to fire Arthur Smith. It is going to be an overreaction Monday about how bad the Falcons played. And I really don't expect them to win this game. I'm just being real. The other game, you got a actually a pretty good game on the road. Green Bay and Cincinnati both are three and one. The Packers are favored by three. Is this one of those games where Aaron Rodgers comes back to earth because they are playing on the road? I think the Packers win, but Joe Burrow and Aaron Rodgers, that's a good quarterback matchup. And I think that Joe Burrow is gonna try to show some things. Now the Packers have improved their defense by getting Jalen Smith after the Cowboys released him. So we'll see how that goes. You got the Detroit Lions 0-4 taking on the Minnesota Vikings a Vikings team that's 1 and 3 but they're a very good 1 and 3 team. I think the Vikings win handily. This game looks like a mismatch, but the Steelers have always been a tricky game. The Broncos who are 3 and 1 take it on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh that are 1 and 3. I think Pittsburgh wins this game because they still have a great defense and they will try to do some things Mike Tomlin is one of those coaches that he will respond after a loss. Then you got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, after getting a very narrow victory over New England last week, playing at home. I think Tom Brady gets the victory there. Jacoby Brissett is in at quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Two disappointing teams, but the, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Washington football team. Both teams are 2-2. Two and two. New Orleans is favored by 2-0. and oh. I think Washington gets the victory here. I, I don't think the Saints are all that great. I'm not buying into to what they're doing. Then another game, which the line is three, but the Panthers are favored by the Eagles by three points. And I think the Panthers have improved. They're secondary to the point where they have C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore and I think that Sam Darnold has a big game and Carolina gets a big victory. It's possible that Matt Rule could be a candidate for Coach of the Year. You got Tennessee traveling to Jacksonville. Tennessee's favored by 4.5. The tricky thing is Urban Meyer has been all over the news. It's been a big distraction. Can Derrick Henry run the football and will the health of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown be a factor? They weren't in the game last week against the Jets. I think the tight get the bounce-back victory. Then we have another mismatch game, the Patriots and the Texans, both 1-3. and three. This is a road game for the Patriots, but Bill Belichick, he's favored by 9 points. I think that Davis Mills is going to be in trouble, and the Patriots will blow out the Texans after losing last week. Bill Belichick responds very well after a loss, and I think the Patriots get the victory. The Bears and Raiders, Justin Fields gets another start. It's in Las Vegas. I really don't know what to think of this Las Vegas Raiders team. They're great one week and then they're not so great after losing to the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night 28-14. The Raiders are not that type of team that can handle success very easily. I think Justin Fields. And then he picks up his second victory as a Chicago Bear. Cleveland and Los Angeles Chargers. That is going to be a great game in SoFi Stadium. I think the Chargers are for real. Justin Herbert is a top-five quarterback. And you're going to see the quarterback play. And you're going to see how limited Baker Mayfield is. The Chargers have a very good secondary. I don't think the Browns are going to be able to run the football like they want to because the Chargers' defense is pretty good. That just tells you the coaching staff matters. What Brandon Staley is doing over in L.A. with the Chargers is a different coaching philosophy than Anthony Lynn, and the Chargers are not shooting themselves in the foot by giving up all these games like they once did. You got the Giants taking on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are for real. 7-0. on the. They're favored by seven points against the Giants, and I think that the Cowboys blow them out. You got the 49ers taking on the Cardinals. I'm calling an upset here, and the reason why is... If the 49ers are healthy, they could beat anybody in this league. The Cardinals had a big emotional win last week. They're the last undefeated team in football. And this is a rivalry game. Trent Williams is going to play. Despite if Jimmy Garoppolo plays or Trey Lance plays, I think the 49ers will respond. They've lost two straight. They don't want to lose three straight games. And I think the 49ers get the upset. The Sunday night game is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that Patrick Mahomes is in trouble. This is the rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. It is in Kansas City, and I think Buffalo, who's for real, I think they are my pick to make it to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. They show out Josh Allen out-duels Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night football. And then the Monday night game, you got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Baltimore Ravens. This is also a mismatch, and the Baltimore Ravens get the huge victory over Indy. And I think that the Indianapolis Colts are in trouble because Carson Wentz is not the team. He's not the quarterback that everybody thinks he is. I love Friday shows. I really run through Friday shows like I'm just mowing the grass. I'm just mowing down all the sporting events that's happening. Friday shows and Monday shows have a lot of content. So what I wanted to do is to do this show five days a week so I didn't miss anything. Because you have Monday Night Football, you're going to have baseball playoffs, and then you're going to have the NBA season. we got preseason going on right now, and the NHL season is going to start in a couple weeks as well. We also have a big fight this Saturday. Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, three. Every now and then I will mention boxing. Yeah, especially if it's a heavyweight bout. When I was a kid, I loved the heavyweight bouts with Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, george foreman they were all great so i might recap that on monday's show as well but there's a lot of sports to get to now i want to clear something up here on this show last show um last night's show i I wasn't expected to do i i did say that i was going to go to three days a week and then unexpectedly i just decided to do a show last night what was confusing was in the middle of the show I go right into my sports documentary. Now, this was a sports documentary I created a couple months ago. I never published it. I wanted to get it published. I didn't give anybody a heads up, but if you were confused why I was going into the Sacramento Kings and, and all that, it's because that it was part of my sports documentary. Last night's show was short. It was only about 10 minutes long, and so I wanted to add some content to it. And so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, next time, I'll give you a heads up when I do my sports documentaries. I want to try to do it like during the middle of the week where there's not it, a whole lot going on. If it's, a splo- if it's a slow sports week, then I will probably feature my documentaries. That is all the time I have on the show. I want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded, subscribed, and listened to my podcast. You know, when I put out on my Facebook page that you subscribe to my podcast, I could care less if you listen to it. I just want you to download it and subscribe to it so i can get more views this podcast took off like wildfire in february of 2020 when i started it in january and then the pandemic hit it was a very it was a game changer when the pandemic hit i was running out of content i'm glad that sports is back so, so i could talk about sports but it was serious stuff thank you for listening i will talk to you on monday and have a great weekend everybody bye